Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and today I want to challenge you to hop over on Pinterest and build yourself a board for every book you have published or a book you're currently working on. Go ahead and create a board for it today. Okay, so I'm going to tell you the why. Okay, I'm a visual learner, and the more and more that I surround myself by positive images and quotes, um, Bible verses. I just, I love it. It inspires me. It encourages me. And it helps my creativity. Like, it takes it to that next level. So, that's how I learn best is through, you know, visual When I'm out with my classes, okay, you guys know I'm a literacy coach and I'm in a large high school. When I'm out talking with students in classes, and I'm in classes all the time and I get a variety of students. We have a very diverse population. We have 53 languages spoken at our school. We have an amazing school um, with so many diverse learners. But when I ask them, how do you learn best? And I'm always asking just for my own um, process of, of making sure that I'm hitting for that teacher's classroom, you just will not believe the overwhelming response where students will say that they're learning best through visuals, through visual images, videos. So when I'm creating lessons and resources for teachers, I'm always looking um, for materials for them to enrich their curriculum that can help connect learners and give them entryways to give them access points. So I want you to imagine your Pinterest board as an access point into the behind the scenes of your novel. Okay, so if you want to look at mine now, I started my Pinterest long ago. So you're going to laugh at what it's called because it's not called Jen Lowry Writes. And you're going to say, what woman? You've told me to name everything that. So if you actually go it says monarch educational services right because that's the name of my life coaching and author services business but if you go to the top it actually is jen lowry writes board so it's crazy but you can find me okay you can find me on pinterest i'm going to put a link in here if you want to see what i'm talking about so i have almost two thousand monthly viewers that come to my pinterest now i don't know who these people are i'm sure they're not people that i know um it would just be weird them following my Pinterest that I know, like, right away, like, people I know. I just can't see that. I think it's just people that are out there in the world that enjoy Pinterest, that enjoy visuals, and they're viewing what I'm posting up here. So, if you go to Pinterest, it's really easy to click that plus sign and create yourself a board. So, you're going to create a board for every book you have. 
And even if you have like book concepts and you're not ready, you can make your board secret. So right now I have a Sweet Potato Jones inspired board. Okay, so it's called Sweet Potato Jones Inspirations. I have 23 pins in it already because I just built this. Now, y'all, it only took me like five minutes to actually kind of build what I have in here so far because I had already used images in the past anyway. So I kind of already knew what the settings would look like in my favorite scenes. So if you go to the Sweet Potato Jones Inspirations, if you look at my board, um, there's a couple of um, romantic elements in there I think you'll be able to see. You'll probably figure that those are surrounding by dates. Um, I put Mahalia Jackson there. I put song lyrics of his eyes on the sparrow. Like what the choir robes would even look like. I put um, army quotes with with biblical verses, um, Tinkerbell, Care Bears, a sweet potato flower that has to be there, um, trees, you'll understand the trees, um, under the kissing trees is um, a part of Hope Has Wings, so that makes sense when you read the book. So I'm building this for my readers more so than anybody like I already see all of this stuff in my head so now you have you know these images they're all captured here on my Pinterest for readers so if you go to my website you know there's ways when you're on your websites to go ahead and link out to every place so just make sure that you have one of those Pinterest buttons and you link to the Pinterest that you want them to see. So I'm on it right now. I click, and where does it go? It goes to that Monarch Educational Services one. And all of mine are public. You can see my vision board. You can see uh, my, all of my links for my podcast, favorite things I love, my books I'm reading, um, my blog links. So I have it set up you know, for me to house a lot of my materials. So, I will tell you what somebody um, was talking to me about with Pinterest. So, I was in a writer's group, and this feed was going on about, like, how much do you use this Pinterest for? People were definitely using it for research. Now, I use it for research all the time, and I keep my blog post in there of ones that I want to read for later, and I'll share, you know, I'll save them in there to my vision board. But somebody said they do not want to see what the characters look like in the author's mind because they want to be the one to create the characters. Now, I understand that, and I, and I kind of say, well, you know, that's fine for, for those people. But for me, I know, you know, who I patterned my people after. Um, so... For example, I'm on here right now, and I'm looking. Because I had not put any character profiles um, up yet. But Sweet Potato Jones was uh, written at a time when Jordan Sparks, she was just hitting on the scene. And she just had that look that I was like, okay, there's something about her that she could play my Sweet Potato. And 
I don't know if you've heard me talk about this before, but if you haven't, welcome to Queen Latifah's inspiration because Queen Latifah is Miss Sunshine Patterson. So, is that going to spoil it? Like, if you read, let's say, you know, you get Sweet Potato, which I hope you do, and then you read it, and then you go, well, I don't see, you know, Miss Sunshine Patterson anywhere close to being a Queen Latifah. I see her as another, you know, character in my mind, or I would rather, you know, see her in this way, in this light, then that's fine. I love you, and I won't argue with you. (laughs) I'm just telling you who my people are. And I, if you've not um, listened to one of my previous posts about what really helps me with character development, is that a lot of times I will pick actors, singers, uh, creative artists. I'll pick people out there. I'll find just inspirations through images, and it helps me. So, like, I already know a lot of who my characters are. I could never really find me a good Ray, though, for some reason. I see Ray so clearly in my head, that sunshine's son. But I, I couldn't ever really find a picture for Ray. I would go back and forth, and, and it just, so I know Ray. Um, you'll just have to create Ray. But I know Joe, I know Eli, I know Belle, and August Rush. I absolutely love that movie. Um... And there was a character that was in August Rush, and I just loved her. And she was a singer, and the little girl in my story is a singer. Well, you're saying, well, you know, you pick people, and then they grow up, you know. You know, Jemiah, um, her name is Jemiah Simone Nash, and she was the inspiration for Belle. Well, it's not like I pick them thinking, well, you know, she's definitely going to be my um, Belle that I'm going to, you know, get a Hallmark movie and, and it's going to be her. Well, to me, it's just she was an inspiration to me when I was hearing Belle sing in my head. It was her voice that I was hearing in my head. Um, so those are things that have helped me and it could help you when you're building, but I also think it's a way that can really connect that you can really connect with your readers by building these boards. So you give what you want on the boards, you know, some, some, you know, we, they were having this debate. Should we give them characters? You know, should we give them maps? Should we hold things back? Should we save them for newsletters? I think that the more that we could connect with readers, the better. The more that we could give them an insight to our creative process, the better. So, I'm just open in that way. So, when you go, you know, to check out Pinterest and look at boards, I really think you should consider creating a board for every single book you have. Just do a separate board. Even if you put five, just five images up there, 
to start with. You can always build this thing over time. Like for me, it's so fast for me to create Pinterest boards though, because I am a visual learner. That is a strength of mine. I'm not trying to brag. I'm just saying it doesn't take me long to see something that strikes me and I go, ooh, I love it. Go. Boom. And it's it's saved. So that's something, you know, that doesn't take a lot of time out of my day, but it can really help attract readers to Sweet Potato. They could find it. Let's say somebody finds my uh, website and they go to the front and they, they love Pinterest. And so they see on my official website, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, LinkedIn, video, Google Plus, and they go, oh, well, Pinterest is right in the middle. You know what? I'm a Pinterest person. Let me see what her Pinterest looks like. And when they click on that Pinterest, they might not have even know about Sweet Potato. So it's really important that, you know, when you are putting this stuff out here, you title it so when they get to it, um, they'll know what it is. So I've actually went in right now and put Sweet Potato Jones inspirations for my novel. And then I'm going to put down spring in the description because I haven't done this yet. Spring release 2019. You see how you guys help me? (laughs) You guys help me like huge. Um, And so it tells you that you can pick a category and I'm looking through the category and it's definitely illustrations for my novel. So that's what I'm going to use. And I definitely don't want to make it secret. I want everybody to see it. You can invite collaborators. So let's say you're huge and famous and you have bunches of money and you've got one of those PR people right there with you. Now, y'all, if I get rich and famous, I can hook up my sister-in-law who's a stay-at-home mom and um, she homeschools. And I would love to help out um, my family members. And she's really great on, on all this social media stuff. But Right now, it's just me. I don't have a collaborator. But let's say you have a friend or a family member or somebody who would just love to help you build your stuff up. Maybe they are like Pinterest kings and queens. Let them have access and collaborate with you. Um, So now I've actually went in, and it looks better. Sweet Potato Jones inspirations for my novel. I have 24 pins. And yeah, I have two followers right now that are here. I have no clue who one person is. Another lady is at my job. And then, you know, these 24 pins I know are going to grow. So make sure that you get on and just build you one today. Make sure you've got it hooked into your other sites. That way that they can link in to you, to Pinterest, and have fun. Use this, you know... If you have an illustrated children's book, you may not need to have a Pinterest page for that, but you might. You might want to. You want to. You might want to show your behind the scene process. But if you're already illustrating, you know you could just put up your other illustrations up there. People could then share those, pin those, um, and they can link it right back to your board again. So it's a great way that you can reach more followers, especially with people coming on my site, and I'm getting almost 2,000 views a month. They could find me this way. You never know how you can connect to your next reader. 
And I'm not saying you spend hours on Pinterest because, Lord, I could get lost in it just in the recipes alone. I'm saying just get in there every day or every once a week and just pin, pin, pin. Take you five minutes. It could be a great stress reliever for you <laughs> or it is for me. Um, and uh, just go about the rest of your day. And I hope that um, this inspires you to go out and create an actual novel Pinterest board. And think about other ways you can use Pinterest too. Like I have the podcast on there, the blog. I have um, my vision board on there. And, you know, I have different different things. My 50s style, the way that I would love to um, set up my author tours. So... I use it for many different different reasons, but now thinking about sweet potato coming up, I definitely need to start building up that board so my readers can get that inside look that if I could paint pictures for them, if I could draw and, and add sketches through my novel, you know, it would be Queen Latifah leaning over that diner counter all in purple that's on there because I had I have found the diner the soul food restaurant that is in my story I've actually found images of it this week now of you know of what in my mind I would envision it like so just imagine walking in to a purple diner <laughs> that's that's Miss Sunshine's world okay so I can see Queen Latifah you know, walking all through there with her pattern Bible verse apron on, you know, singing praises to the Lord in that soul food restaurant. And now with seeing all of that purple, it just seals it for me. I'm like, oh yeah, not only do I want to visit this place somewhere out there in the world, you know, I know a place like this exists. So in my mind, it's not just this, you know, snapshot that I keep in my mind. Now it's out on my Pinterest board. So good luck. Have fun. So many of us are visual learners today. Reach out for us. Do it for us. Do it for me. (laughs) All right, guys. I dare you. So I challenge you today to go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. You guys have a blessed day. Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and today I want to talk about what I learned as I wrote my first short story. All right, guys, you know that I put a challenge out there last week for us to write short stories and to choose a genre in particular that maybe we are not very familiar with or just an area that we would like to explore. Now, guys, I'm going to be up front. If I had to list all of the fantasy short stories that I have had an opportunity to read, <laughs> uh, I probably couldn't even list them like on my hand like maybe I'm wrong maybe you correct me and you'll say come on Jennifer I bet you you remember the time when you read this little short piece and I'm like oh okay I got you but honestly I can't 
Now, if you had to ask me about Poe, I could list out gothic literature. You know, I could list out, you know, those that I've read. But I will tell you that having this challenge in front of me was exciting. One, in my head, I still had this nagging thought, could I even write a short story? Because I'm so winded, I'm so wordy, (laughs) and my goal was to have it no more than 5,000 words. Three to 5,000 was what I was shooting for. All right, so I had my inspiration. I already knew that my great niece, Patience, was going to be my main character. And I knew it had to have something to do with a fairy. And that was about it. That was all I was kind of walking into. Well, Saturday, that all changed because we went to the Science Museum. Now, Groundhog Day was Saturday, and they were having all kinds of events. So we had to go. So we took a homeschool adventure trip. Now, I've instituted these in 2019 for me and the boys to have our Saturday homeschool adventures just to get us out and about in the world and take field trips because I'm not able to do it in the week. The Science Museum is free. It's a wonderful place. It's amazing. And my son wants to study biology and animal science and DNA and all of this fancy uh, animal tracking in his future, whatever it shall be. He'll be the next brave wilderness. (laughs) So we're off to the Science Museum. And while we're there, I just happened to see some stuffed animals and some live ones too. But the live ones didn't quite draw my attention. It was the stuffed ones, I have to tell you the truth. And I started taking pictures. And just like everybody else in the museum, I mean, it's not like I haven't ever been there before, but there was something about this beaver and this fox and this red bird that was in one of the, on one of the floors and I snap, snap, snap. And I said, well, there we go. Then I saw the squirrel. And I saw the squirrel, but I didn't take a picture of it. I wish I would have. It was at a table, and they were letting you touch the squirrel skins. And um, we did not go to that one. We didn't go to that line. So I get to the point where I'm thinking to myself, are these going to be in this story? Because, you know, why am I sitting here taking pictures of these for like later? Hmm, maybe. So I put the animals aside and we went about the rest of our day. Well, Saturday night, when I got home, I told the boys, I'm like, you know those animals? I said, I think that they're going to be talking in my book. Now, guys, listen. I've already written before a middle grades Revolutionary War uh, historical fiction piece with the animals talking. So it's not like it's the first time in my brain I've had an animal talk to me. And if you don't believe me, a bear showed up when I started writing. Yes, it's true. A bear showed up in our neighborhood. Y'all, I live right by Raleigh subdivision and a bear was spotted. Now, I'm telling you now, I cannot make that mess up. You can go down and listen to that episode if you don't believe me. But I'm not used to the whole fantasy as much as I think my son would be. So I needed him on standby. 
my husband as well. He he knows some about fantasy, so I have him on standby, and I'm going, okay, guys, I'm into this book. I'm writing it. I love this song. So I wrote a song because I know how much I love music, and I really do want all of my novels or anything that I write to be reflective of that love of music. That's just a part of who I am. So I wrote the Faye song, and I just loved it, and I could sing it and sing it, and I put it up on my blog, and I shared it out, and then after the song was done, my husband tried to give me a lot of input, like, well, this needs to happen, and this next, and then you could do this, and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's a novel, like, the more I started to listen, and I didn't tell him so, but the more I started to listen, I started seeing how deep like I really could take this thing like I really could go far with this story but I couldn't I want a short story right I just want an in and an out I want to tie it up with a bow and I've got to figure out how to do that and craft it in such a way where you you know you're stepping inside of this world and then you're stepping out again so I kept focused and I asked my son, okay, I need the name of a world. And he was like, go to fantasynamegenerator.com or fantasynames.com. And so when I went, I was like, okay, I'm not on this world. I can't figure out um, what I want the world to be. And so I just hit Google search. And y'all, seriously, I just put two words together. And I'm like, oh, that sounds beautiful. And it needs to be representative of the light so I named it I put it back in there it worked I love the way it sounded from the animals talking then I get to this place right in the book it's just hilarious I call it a book the short story okay the animals I look up from the computer screen this is last night and the football game is on so me and the boys are watching the football game so, um, Samuel has dual monitors, and so one of his monitors, he's got this crazy-looking um, wallpaper, and it's like a animated wallpaper, and it's these shadow creatures, and they're peeking around trees. And I'm going, okay, every time I'd look over there to say something to Sam, they would catch my eye, and they're glowing eyes, and they would look at me before Sam. <laughs> and so it was kind of, you know messing with my head and I'm like okay there we go they're gonna be peeking around that's gonna be the evil things lurking to steal their souls so I'm like okay I have found that I went to Pinterest and I started to think about well what could be the person that has kidnapped the dad what could it be so I started you know typing in fantasy creatures evil fantasy and then I found just this beautiful picture of this dude and I'm like okay he's an elf I can tell he's an elf gave it away but Eli leaned over my husband and he was like okay that's a dark elf let's just call that one the dark elf and I'm like I got you so I came up with this like really you know to me dark sounding elf name and I just put the words together and it worked to me and I'm like man I can create this kind of stuff can I so I kept typing kept going away well I got stuck 
I found myself with these shadow things, right? And they're they're looking at my people. And the red bird is grandmother. And grandmother is squawking. And I'm like, the little fox gets under her feet. Well, she rode the fox. Like, okay, wait a minute. How can this be? So I'm kind of like, okay, um, my MC's 5'6", because my niece is pretty tall for her age of 12. And I'm like what can I do here? How can this? And then I'm like, oh, duh, I'm writing fantasy. I forgot. Y'all, seriously, I literally was just thinking of these as regular creatures. I'm like, I can make these creatures turn like boom, 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 transform into these huge creatures. And they can be six foot tall and they can stand up. And I'm like, why didn't I think of that before? I forgot. And I really think it's because I'm not used to fantasy that my creativity kind of got to a stopping point of the natural world. Well, when you write otherworldly, it is an unnatural thing. And I'm like, but how does it make sense to me? And it did perfectly. Because in the fantasy world, my animals can grow and change and get muscular and sweep her off of her feet and start running full force through the forest and jumping over fallen trees. And you know what? That can happen in my book. (laughs) And so I asked Sam, hey, Sam, what do you think of this idea of the animals growing large? He was like, oh, I love that, Mama. You've got to do that. I'm like, well, I've already done it. I just wanted to check. (laughs) And then he would go back to playing his game. And the football game is on, and I'm typing away, and I get to the place where I know that, like, my eye keeps going down, and you know what I'm looking at? I'm looking at the word count, and I'm saying, you know, I'm already at 4,000 words. I should be wrapping this thing up, but I wanted to play the song again. I wanted her to be able to sing the song one more time. And so, of course, you know, I copy and pasted that one again, and I'm looking at my word count, and I'm going, okay, you know, how am I going to tie this up? And so, the game was over. I went back downstairs. My husband's playing, you know, his, you know, War of Thunder game, and, you know, I've got the couch, and this is my better spot to think, and I'm just typing, typing. And before long, I'm like, ooh, I like that ending. And I reread it and I reread it and I tried to read it aloud and I took pieces and read aloud again because I want them to be of a sing song type quality to match the way the rhythm of the song was. I went back and tried to, to do some of that in some of the sections. And sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't. And I read the dialogue out loud. And then I looked at the last line and I said, I love you. Like, I absolutely love you. I adore you, little thing. You're just a little one to me. And I love it. And you guys can laugh at me all you want. And I'm not saying that it is the best fantasy ever written because, Lord, it's not. And I'm not saying it's perfect. 
I went through and I grammarly checked it. I checked it with my word document checkers. I did all the grammars. I did all of the um, rereads for dialogue tags. I mean, I did my due process. I stayed up extremely late. It was after 12 o'clock last night. And yes, you know, I'm on my way to work this morning. And I am extremely tired. One cup of coffee might not be enough for today. But I did not want to put the the short story to rest or even go to bed until I knew that I had checked everything on it. I don't know why. I mean, it's not like I'm, you know, going to send it all the way off somewhere into the world. But I wanted to send it to my niece today. So that way she would have it. And I put my other great niece's name in there because I can do a spinoff now with her. And so I've got Patience as my main character. I've got Bella as her favorite cousin and they get separated and I'm going to have a new adventure from another point of view, possibly in the same story, but it will be from the twins and it would be Bella and Samuel which they're cousins in real life, but in the book, they're twins. And they are a little older than Patience in the book. I've switched it around. I don't know how Patience is going to say about that. (laughs) But Patience was the younger child. She was the 12. And they'll be the 14. And on the eve of their 15th, they'll be able to step through the veil. That's what I'm going to do. Now, I don't know when I have plans to do such a thing, but I know that it'll come because I love that world so much that I had already started to create. And I would have never thought, one, it would have been possible, honestly. And I tell you guys, you know, don't get discouraged. You know, have your creativity well to where you can drop buckets. And so I did it. And I said, you know, it'll be what it'll be. And it was just such a wonderful weekend for me to be able to write like that and to get the short story done and out and put on paper. And I went on Canva, and I love the fairy images that they have on Canva. So I created the cover. I did it in, I didn't do it in an ebook um, one. I just did a social media post one, an image format. And I made the fade, the cover of the book. I went back and forth with the title with my son. And he said, no, just keep it that way, Mama. You don't need to change it. I'd like it. I always, you know, like to maybe use something with a song or something. But he was like, nope, I like what you did. I'm like, okay, I'm good. I'm going to keep it like that. Because he was busy in his game world... I didn't ask him to read all 5,100 words. Yes, you hear I went over by 100. But he did read the first paragraph. And I said, would you, as a reader, want to keep going and find out? He was like, yes. And you've already said that she's old telling the story. And I'm like, yep. He was like, I got you. I like that looking back. And I'm like, all right. So I got his approval from the first paragraph and through the story development. When I would throw out an idea at him, he would give me his stamp of approval. All I know is that that a sense of accomplishment washed over my tired self last night at 12 (laughs) o'clock. 
when I realized that I had set a challenge out before me and I did it. So that means that if I ever want to write a short story again, I can't say, I can't, I can't say I wouldn't know how. Sure, I know I need to keep it under 5,000 words. I mean, you know what? That's fine. That first try, that 5,100, and I have not, you know, went in uh, with fresh eyes again, like, you know, I always encourage all of us to do, and look at doing some revisions or have a beta reader, because that's not what this story was for. This was my own personal challenge. Um, you know, I'm reading The Hobbit right now. We just finished Aragon, and so... You know, I love the language of The Hobbit, and I just wanted to play around, you know, maybe with some of the fantasy elements. And it was magical, y'all. Just magical. And when I brought the fairies to life, I can tell you that my whole heart was like, boom, 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 boom. I was so excited writing, you know, the red light beams just shooting around and flaming up the forest, but not catching it on fire. And I was like, gosh, I love writing this. So who knows in my future if fantasy's there. It could have been there all along. And because I might have had this, you know, block in my mind, I kept that part of my well from flowing. So be careful the words that we speak. By saying that, you know, I think it would be too difficult to write a short story in in and out within 5,000 words. I'm proof that you can do it. I went back right before going to bed and I read the last paragraph aloud. And I wanted my husband to hear it. And, I mean, he didn't, he's like, oh, okay. Like, that was my, um accolades there my congratulations you did it but to me I got choked up a little bit and I tried to hide it the crack in my voice because when I read the last paragraph again I love how I left it off and I'll let you imagine you know how the fairy saved me I mean it's just I love that So I challenge you to go back. If you miss the short story challenge, I challenge you to go back and listen to where all of this came from. It's a few episodes down. Take this short story challenge. And let's say you've already dabbled in short stories or you've already got short story collection on Amazon or you've already published short stories or you've been in magazines and you've won contests. Your challenge is to try a genre that you would never imagine yourself having the ability to write. Step outside of that writing comfort zone and push yourself. It gives me a new appreciation of fantasy. Truly it does. After just experiencing it over the weekend, it gives me this sense of awe and wonder at the creativity and the massive amount of talent that fantasy writers have. 
to be able to push their minds to that next world and create something new. Like there's beauty in that, y'all. There's just it's beautiful. And I'm just so overjoyed that I did it. And you can hear me in that challenge. I can remember where I was driving up and down a side road with trees all around. Just a beautiful drive home. And I'm telling you, I went back and forth myself. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, fantasy. And, and it was as if it was a seed that was planted right then in that drive while I was talking to you that it all started to fall into place. I love moments like that. So if you want to check out the inspirations and the things that I saw while I was writing, I went back last night and I created before going to sleep because my mind was like, Woo, 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 swirling around all in this world of fantasy. I created the Pinterest board. Now, the Pinterest board has the pictures that I took in the museum. I wish I would have taken a picture of the squirrel and the owls, but I did not. And I'm going to go back soon. I'm taking my students at work and on a field trip there. Many of them have never been to the museum before, so I'm definitely taking them. We already have that scheduled. So while we're doing a scavenger hunt in the museum that I've already planned, it's going to be hilarious and fun. I'm also going to be snapping some more pi pictures, excuse me, pictures of my main character. It's a little sidekicks here that we've got going on in the story. And I'll post those on Pinterest. But I did put the red bird, which has a personal meaning for me the beaver and the fox and then I went and found grandmother bird this grandmother bird is a cardinal that looks different and I found you know the fairies and the queen and I just you know put as many pictures as I could does the secret door what it would have looked like the waterfall you can see I had fun with all of this right and before long, I think I had 40-some pins in there in that board for the Fae for a short story of 5,000 words. So if you want to go check out the Fae, you can. It's going to be on my Jen Lowry Writes on that Pinterest page. Um, I'll have it in the description. You want to go and check um, how I'm building the boards now. Like I challenged you to build the boards. That means I've got to hold myself accountable too. But I think that that is just because I'm, you know, I'm not drawing it all out. I'm thinking that that's such a creative way for me to express it in pictures for you guys to see. Now, I haven't quite decided what to do with the Fae other than, you know, pass it along to my great nieces and Samuel, whose favorite genre is fantasy. And I've dedicated it, you know, to them. I'm thinking of personalizing it. Maybe a little bit more. Adding a little bit more family names to it. And I might just hold on to it. And keep it. It could develop into a novel. 
I can see where I could flesh it out. But I also am, you know, writing my challenge devotional for the year, and it's going to be published in December, and I may save it, and I may put it in that. Because as I'm, you know, going through the year, I'm doing the year in pictures. I got that idea from Born Standing Up with Steve Martin. I told you guys that, that um, I really love to see how, you know, the way he weaved those, you know, pictures in. And I'm thinking, you know, if I'm doing the the challenge book, I'm thinking I'm going to go that route. So I may include the short story as just a part of that after you know have my family read it and get some betas to read it if that's the way I go if not you know I may put it on my blog I just haven't decided all I know is that it's done and I'm praying for the what's next for it so I challenge you today to stick to this when you set forth a goal in front of you Remove any negative thoughts from your mind about it and just go after it. Arms wide open, heart open, mind open, praying, Lord, give me the words. And yes, there's religious elements in it. There's the light. I use it as well with my soul, a line from the song. There's, you know, there's not a heavy religious, you know, undertone. But trust me, it is there. Because that's a part of who I am. And that's going to come out in my writing regardless I have a feeling. (laughs) So, I just dare you today to just live life full and embrace each new turn. And so, when I give you a challenge... Don't just say, all oh, those short stories, they aren't for me. Because I would have never thought they would have been for me either. Maybe if I wouldn't have been in this short story unit at work. Because we were reading, you know, The Monkey's Paw and The Confession and The Black Cat. You know, if, if I wouldn't have been smack in the middle of that, you know, would I have even thought of the challenge to begin with? Maybe not. So, you know, this is a daily lived experience for me, and I'm sharing it out with you. <laughs> it's not like I have these things planned. <laughs> I don't have podcast um, episode 248 listed down in Google Drive saying, oh, I'm going to talk about this on this particular day. This is an organic, everyday planting of seeds in the way the Lord is working in my life and what I'm learning and how I'm connecting and how I'm, you know, contacting with you. So, so trust me, this is a lived experience podcast. I did see, on a side note, I did see this lady give some great advice. For those of you who want a podcast and may not want to do it on your way to work, and you might want all of this professional studio, she said that she knows someone that rents out a studio every Saturday. And they have it booked, and they meet guests there. And they do these podcasts, and they record, you know, six to ten podcasts on a Saturday with all this fancy equipment and soundboards and mixers. And then they produce it, and they put it out there. 
as a scheduled, you know, podcast event because they can't do anything during the week. And so you can schedule your posts, you know, you know, that just like with the blogs, we schedule the blogs. So I will say for those of you who say maybe podcasting's not for me, people are getting around the the ways that they can, you know, strategically produce podcast. Me, I'm on the go uh, when inspiration hits, when I have a moment at home, when I'm in the car, on the way to work and on the way home. Things that have happened, you know, throughout the day that have inspired me that I want to share with you. So, no, mine are not planned. They're just life. (laughs) And I'm just so blessed to have you with me. So, guys, we're still continuing to grow. Another thousand since Friday night when I made the Facebook Live. Just keep, you know, being you. Be authentic. Learn, grow, research, challenge yourself. And I hope that just in a little way, it's you, you know, you're inspired by the things on the Jen Lowry Writes podcast. And that's maybe what's keeping you coming back to see how this crazy life works itself out and the balance of it all. So I've got my coffee in my hand. It's still not cold. (laughs) And I'm about to make it back into my world of teaching and literacy. And I'll see you guys around.